Uh, in the main gaming hall where we were playing uh, RuneQuest from Mongoose yesterday, and uh, indeed uh, with me I have from Mongoose Matthew Sprange. And what's your position with the company? Um, I run it. Well, it's, it's fairly all-encompassing then. Is this? Uh, <laughs> it's not a one-man operation, is it, uh, Mongoose? No, we've got. Uh, got a keep running. Um, keep getting uh, what everyone does. We've got uh, something like 15 people working for us at the moment. And are you based uh, UK with uh, an American side as well? Is that right? We're based in, the main office is in Swindon. We've got a uh, warehouse and miniatures facility in Ohio. And we've got writers scattered all over the world. Uh, so, so, kind of a, Swindon, do you think, very sort of uh, dying industrial town is the reputation of the place? Uh, although I didn't think of it as a home of XTC, but that's shown <laughs> as well. But, uh, complete aside, I went, went to school with... Um, uh, the son of the um, XTC's lead guitarist. Um, would that be the... Uh, oh, which one's that going to be, Dave, or... Um... Moulding was the last name. Oh, Colin Moulding? Yeah. Oh, right, right, OK, yeah. Uh, is he the bass player, I think? That's anyway. entirely possible. Think, yeah. That's going to be a sign. Well, there we go. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> gems that you pick up, what are you doing? <laughs> What's his girlfriend saying? Uh, oh, Beach Boys, yes, did I mention that I went to university with the son of one of the Beach Boys? No. <laughs> Anyway, you're listening to anyway. RPGMG.com. <laughs> <laughs> These schoolboy reminiscences of several ageing men. Yeah. So um, you're here on a fairly big um, stand with Mongoose, variety mm-hmm. of books out, noticing quite a few licences and um, almost kind of resurrecting old games as well. RuneQuest in particular seems to have swallowed up things like Lankmar, Elric, a lot of things that we saw as separate products or separate licences, and you, you've gathered them all together under, under one roof. Is that a... I presume a very deliberate policy. Absolutely. I mean, fundamentally, we publish the games that we want to play ourselves. That's why you do see a lot of the old favourites, RuneQuest, Traveller, what have you. Um, it's the games we played when we were about gay high, and we want to carry on playing them now. But um, RuneQuest is a very strong system, um, and we, right from the start, we built it so we could add uh, licences to it, things like Elric, Horton, and Lankmar, as you say. And Traveller, particularly, uh, despite... D&D obviously being everybody's big announcement Traveller's getting an awful lot of interest because it seems that rather than oh hello Traveller's back again with yet another system you've deliberately gone back and, and sort of redone Traveller as, as if it was from the start Absolutely, I mean, again it's uh, classic Traveller that uh, we've all enjoyed playing in the past um, so that's uh, we, went, we went back to the roots so with Mongoose, they a company that really seemed to spring up quite dramatically out of nowhere, what, eight years ago? Seven years ago, Seven yeah. years ago. So how do you get from naught to 60 in such a short period of time? Was it uh, simply good fortune, or, or have you actually got what few people in the industry seem to have, which business is a business plan? plan? The two things that really did it for us, um, I mean, we started as a D20 publisher, and we, we came late to that um, late to that party most d20 publishers have been around for about a year before we joined in we didn't have any more money than anyone else so we were looking at 32 page scenarios same as everyone else suddenly struck us before we actually started business if everyone else is doing scenarios that's precisely what we shouldn't be doing so we came up with the idea for the slayer's guide it's basically a 32 page book based on one monster type and it was the it was the right product at the right time it really caught people's attention when we followed that up a few months later with the quintessentials um, based around uh, specific character classes, that's when it really began motoring. It just um, took off beyond belief. 
really caught us by surprise. But fairly early on from uh, talk of uh, fourth edition and from people saying no D20s overblown and the OGLs had it and all that sort of stuff, which in the last year or so we've, we've been getting an awful lot of, you seem to have decided that you're not going to hang all your fortunes on the one gaming system and moved on to other things like RuneQuest, for example, which you're treating almost as a generic system. Yes, I mean, the for us, the future will be RuneQuest and Traveller. We're going to be doing some 4th edition bits and pieces here and there, but we've got 10-year plans for both RuneQuest and Traveller. They're both open content, they're both designed to build um, our own future, future games on. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where we're... Uh, that's what, where we're nailing our colours. So it's quite an eclectic range going from things like um, Elric and, uh, say, Florantha, that sort of thing, which people are associating with, with KCM, a particular company. They've done that and you've taken them on. Right up to Paranoia, which we previously saw in a, a different incarnation from West End, and um, something like Conan, which I notice now is in a second edition with a much much darker visual look to it uh, compared to what's in, almost in contrast, a, a bright and cheery first edition uh, Conan. Uh, is that something to do with the um, the way you're trying to market games in a niche, or are you just developing your, your skills as a, a publisher to, for the visual side of it as it's well? It's a bit of both, really. There's also a factor that... Um, most of the Conan cover art we uh, use comes from a Canadian chap called Chris Williams, who's a fantastic artist. I think you're very striking. Yeah, I think I think you're also seeing him developing his Conan style as well. Right. So, I have, with, with something like that, are you um, you have very very specific requirements from your artists, or are you sort of back and forth with them talking? Because you put out an awful lot of products, and I'm wondering how much of a lead time you can give people when you require an awful lot of content. It, it all depends um, on who we're working with and the project. But when it comes to Conan and Chris, Chris understands Conan thoroughly. So we can uh, say to him, uh, well, we want we bring out a Conan book. It's going to be about X, Y, and Z, and we can pretty much leave it at that. He's um, skilled enough and professional enough to turn out something um, uh, absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, where one of our fourth edition projects, um, which is very, very much off the wall, uh, we're using Chris for that again, and we're having a lot of conversations daily about. Um, uh, getting really into the detail how characters should look how armour should look and so on so you're suiting things to the actual product it rather is, than having yeah. just a sort of a blanket approach to everything how are you finding dealing with fans because you're as you say playing the, uh, publishing the games you used to play and enjoy playing inevitably there's lots of other people whose childhood memories are deeply tied up with having yeah. their sixth scout dying character generation or being attacked by a bunch of brew or whatever you're putting these games out you can't just reprint the old things and expect people to go out and buy them again but that means you're trying to either convert people or perhaps just allay their fears that you're tampering with their, their memories and their childhood. Uh, have you found that it's been... Do you get more of a backlash? Are people really nice about it? Generally, um, I think we've been very fortunate. I mean, our aim is always to um, try and capture 80% of the old market. Uh, and I think we do... Uh, we're probably doing better than that. You're always going to have um, people who, if you change the slightest word, take things personally. Um... But well, I personally was appalled to see that the red light doesn't go all the way across the front of Traveller anymore. This is a shocking you change. Wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how much um, sick we've had for that. But, um, I think I might, actually. I've, <laughs> I've been talking to people around the convention. It's amazing how some people segue into something about, oh, this has been changed. And? <laughs> Ultimately, we, um, we don't take comments personally, though. 
So you say you've got a 10-year plan with that. Uh, what about things like convention and convention support? So just say we were playing uh, room quests here and running through quite a nice little uh, adventure with that. Mm-hmm. How are you finding something like the Expo, which has uh, a very much across-the-board um, appeal, I think, with uh, board games, card games, kids, video games? Are you finding that that's opening up markets for you, that people are quite positive about their interests? It probably isn't, but we're happy to get the extra attention. There's also a factor, um, we haven't always just done role-playing games and miniatures games. We have done um, things like board games in the past. We've got our Lone Wolf books uh, on the way, the old yep. solo game books. Um, and so a show like this does give us the potential to market things like those as well. With Lone Wolf and a few, as you say, you really are sort of keeping the old uh, childhood Absolutely. games alive. So, so really this is, this is an entirely selfish personal project that you're, you're passing off as a business. More or less. I say Fantastic. We, we, we produce the games we want to play, um, and that's why we do it. If, um, if, if we don't want to do a game, there are licenses out there that could do... Um, do financially uh, quite well for us but if we haven't if there isn't at least one person in the office who's absolutely mad for it who's got real passion for it we won't bother but you're clearly making enough uh, as a business to keep putting the games out so uh, as a policy it seems that quite a lot of people want to play well, the it, it, to it play. just so happens that uh, a lot of people want to play the games I want to play so <laughs> Sebastian thank you very much well thanks indeed for your time I hope My you pleasure. enjoy the rest of the day thank you thank much. you